Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Where Is This Going? I'm your host, Hunter Miles, and this is Where Is This Going? A podcast about artists you may not know yet, but hopefully will soon grow to at least appreciate at the very end. Um, If you're just joining us for the first time, thank you so much for joining us. If you're uh, returning, welcome back. Uh, (laughs) Here in the studio, in the stooge, uh, shout out to Jackie uh, and their producing. Um, we have a very funny comedian, also a very talented drummer. She does other music stuff too. I'll let her tell you about it though. Uh, please welcome Haley Potter uh, to the podcast. We used to have some sign sound effects sometimes with like an applause. But we... Can you do that? <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for having me. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Of course. Thank you for coming out. Um, like I said, uh, Haley Potter, comedian, drummer. Is you can a bubble in your throat. Yeah, it kind of sounds like it. Take a sip. <laughs> <laughs> comedian, drummer. Uh, she does some singing stuff too. She strums the guitar. Um, but you can follow her on Instagram at Haley Potter. H a l e i g h spelled the whitest way you can. Um. And no. pot, yep, yeah. and Potter spelled. I reject that. Like Harry Potter. Yeah. Are you saying there's a whiter way to spell Haley? H a y l e y. Two Y's. Two Y's is much. White. But uh, e i g h is always, like Lee spelled with a G, is always white. Also, shout out to white shoes and black shoes. Check out uh, my Facebook. <laughs> post for more info or my instagram story but it will be expired by now um but shout out to jacob russell we just did um we just did a set last night at uh trixie's this is the format of the show also i'll let you know i talk about how is your last set so this is the next segment called how is your last set sorry i i should have introduced it better but that's on me dog uh, so your last set, we can talk about music and comedy, but mm-hmm. last night, if you want to talk about last night, or you can do, well, I don't know, what your set before that. Um, I don't know what my set before that. Last night, yeah, Trixie's was fun. I like the bar. Um, I f- very loud. Very loud. So it's very, very talkative. There are quite a few attentive people as well, but I found, like, the last couple times that, um... Uh, that the crowd has been <clears throat> like not very attentive or not or just like talkative during your set. Mm-hmm. Um, the last couple times it's kind of been easier in a way to kind of just zone in or zone out and just do just the jokes. Do my jokes, right? Because of the noise, um, where you actually get to focus on what you're saying. Because yeah. <laughs> you're like, well, I know no one's actually listening, so I can just. Yeah. Make sure I get the joke out the way I want it, at least. Yeah. If I'm not worried about a reaction. So last night, I was, yeah, I was happy with my set, but I was like, damn. Jeez. I wish someone could have heard <laughs> it. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I know what you mean. There's a few people in the in the front bar that were that were into everybody, but. Yeah. 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 In like the front corner of the bar, some comedians and uh, other patrons were actually paying attention. Yeah. Which is cool because if you just find and focus on the people who are paying attention and reacting, you're like, all right, now at least I know where the mm-hmm. audience is mm-hmm. in the room. Yep. That, uh, I want to do it again. It's a cool little 
oh yeah little spot they got a nice courtyard out there and whatnot but there used to be um i used to go out to detroit like every other weekend <clears throat> uh do like a friday double dip and sometimes i get it like monthly with a tuesday double dip mm-hmm. but it is great to see just a bunch of different comedians out in Detroit as well. Mm-hmm. So network and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just the more you're out there, the more people you're introduced to and, you know, better connections are made. But you get used to different, you get used to the same crowds or the same types of crowds for right. so long, especially being in like Grand Rapids. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> or you feel kind of restricted in a way like, I got to have so much new material. Yeah, because you're I going feel, up in front of the same people. Yeah, but when you do showcases, you want to do some like older material. So it's like I want to be able to to practice that stuff without feeling right. like I'm just regurgitating old things. So new crowds and new comedians, mm-hmm. it's it's good, kind of reaffirming and whatnot. Yeah, I I think always new ears on your comedy get just addresses new perspectives mm-hmm. and stuff like that. You know what? The Red Bull is making me burp a lot. I'm, I'm realizing mm-hmm. that. It's probably a poor choice. This is my second one. Make so sure you do it this way every time. At you? Yeah. Got it. <laughs> um, my last set uh, was also last night at Trixie's. I also Ooh. emceed the <clears throat> Tune Up Tuesdays show at Detroit House of Comedy, uh, where I will also be emceeing, just, just found out, the weekend of March 23rd through 25th. Do you have any shows you want to promote? I'll let you think about it. Um, um, April 4th, that's a Tuesday. Mark Ridley's. Mark Castle. Ridley's. Oh, you're doing the uh, Detroit to L.A. competition? Yes. Nice. Yes. Nice. Um, so that's April? That's April 4th. Yep. April 4th. Yep. Um, March 23rd through 25th, I'll be at the Detroit House of Comedy emceeing uh for the weekend with ian fidance that'll be a fun time mm-hmm. i'm a big fan of ian fidance very funny guy uh so get your tickets um mm, march I'll, 5 march 25th no me me oh march, march 5 <laughs> me march 5 now all right so we're this is how we promote <clears throat> dates we battle <laughs> we're going Go ahead now we're going furthest to soonest <laughs> so april yeah. 4 to march 25 to March 5th. March 5th will be the Sunday Night Funnies Women's Month um, showcase. Nice. Tomorrow. I did the black one. You're doing the women's one. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. Hell yeah, dude. I am I am black enough. You are woman enough. Yeah, and next year we swap. <laughs> <laughs> um, that was March 5th for you. February 17th, I will, <laughs> I will be at um, Decibels in... Portage, Indiana. So if you're in Indiana and you're listening, please come on down. Portage. Portage. Because I don't know a lot of people in Portage. Uh, do you have one to battle back with? <clears throat> Tomorrow. Yeah, all right. Uh, I'm going to be at Asanya's. At Asanya's? Yeah, at Asanya's. <laughs> in Granville. In Granville, yeah. And every Thursday, you can find me at <clears throat> Parrot's Lounge in Holland. Uh, every Thursday night, 9.30. Free show. Yes, tonight you're at Turnstiles. Yeah. Let's talk about the drummies. Um, also, do you, were those, do you have any other music shows coming up besides tonight? Mm, sometime in May. Sometime in May, but I can't pin that down right now. It's a MTV Unplugged style-esque oh. type of 
gig. I like how you just led with MTV, and then you're like, you know, if you could turn it off right now. If you could <laughs> turn it, yeah. <laughs> a little bit. MTV, but less. Yeah, well, a yeah. A lot less. I would imagine so. Um, <clears throat> it, is it at the listening room? or Fulton Street Pub. Oh, mm-hmm. that's much different. So just... <laughs> No. No, I get it. It's I, not that much different. It, you have the right attitude. That, I love the Fulton Street Pub. I've I've been Shout. I've been an advocate, um, but yeah, no, it's just different than what I was expecting. That's all. That's fine too. That's all, that's dude. All and that's fine. You also have music that just came out. That's why I said let's talk about the drumming, but it's also just music in general. Yeah. Because uh, under the name Pincer, is it? Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Just wanted to, yes, sir. Pincer. Um, two tracks, two singles, two singles. Yep. Um, the former and swim, um, buddy, Chris Coble shouts to Chris, Chris Coble, soon to be a daddy. Yeah. Friend of the podcast. He's been on here a couple times. Got yes. tattooed yes. on the podcast as well. Um, beautiful history there. Uh, now I'm going to have to try to time <clears throat> Jackie timestamp this so I can put a link to it. It'll be up here in the corner, hopefully. Mm-hmm. But he is featured on vocals and guitar on the track, the track <laughs> Swim. <laughs> you're, you're just, you're, the more comfortable My you're bad. getting, My you're bad. just getting further and further yeah, away from right. the mic. So, um, yeah, no, he's featured on a uh, uh, couple tracks. <laughs> he's on, yeah, he's a guitarist, very, very talented guitarist yes. and vocalist and lyricist, um, performer. Performist, Friend, great, uh, lazy tuber. Lazy tuber. Yeah. Oh, okay. Like tubing lazily. Lazy tubing. Yeah, but I thought it could have been like another phrase for some kind of YouTube thing. The lazy tuber. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. I was gonna list more things, but I'm done now. All right. Well, yeah. He's he is also a devoted husband. Uh, I think uh, it's only it, been a year. So. <laughs> <laughs> Not even a year yet. And again, a prospective father. He's uh, soon to be a dad. So shout out to uh, the Cobles yeah. on your uh, your arrival soon. Mm-hmm. Little dumper. That's what you call babies. His baby. His baby's a little dumper. Yep. I think you don't know what else that word is used for. <laughs> I do not. <laughs> I most definitely do not. I most definitely don't do tell not. Me. Don't All tell right. Me. That. <laughs> So, uh, you've been drumming uh, on stages for, what, like 15 years, something like that? Just over 15 years, yep. Uh, Since 10 years old, so almost 17 years. Oh, yeah. Mm. Almost joining the 27 Club. Um, mm. Fingers crossed. Uh, you, <laughs> you grew up, I don't want to just, I know your story, but I, this is also an interview. Speak- yeah. So I'm trying to ask you when you got into drumming, how you, how you got into drumming, what kind of family did you grow up in? I know you grew up here in West Michigan, uh, also part of the Christian Reformed bubble of West Michigan. Yes, I did not grow up Christian Reformed. Far from that. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I grew also, up- likewise, I grew up in like Assembly of God. Yeah, 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 similar. Um and I got into drumming because we had this kid kit at my house, but my sister was too big for it. It was intended for her. Mm-hmm. Um, so she was too big for it, as in like in stature. It was like a little. It was a little kid's kit, and all right. So she, she was, was also like, probably intellectually <clears throat> too big for it, as well. 
if it's like you're saying it's like it's it's for babies basically is that what you're saying yeah yeah you can yeah, still make a baby kit sound really good. No, I. You can g- still shred it on a baby kit. I, I, I agree. All I'm saying, all I'm saying is she was too old for the kit. She lost interest. Yes. Wasn't yeah yeah yeah. So I have gone. <laughs> you took up, offense to whatever, that in a whatever. weird way. <laughs> anyway, there is a drum kit involved, and somewhere down the line, I ended up on it. Mm-hmm. Um, I outgrew that kit. Um, a family friend of ours gave me. Their son's drum kit, who had just passed away serving in Iraq, um, so that that like meant a whole lot to me, and I was like ten years old at the time. There. So why? So you only started drumming because your sister got a drum kit. Yeah, it was introduced. Drumming was introduced to me at that time, and I <clears throat> like took. You know, I had always like been like a pots and pans type of. Mm-hmm. you know kid and hopson type yeah 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 very much so big dude five years old he was my favorite um, <laughs> i think he was only like seven so he's not that much older yeah than we us. go way back that's <laughs> what i'm saying that is exactly what i'm saying um, and he wrote it that long ago always been into music um i was you know growing up pentecostal and stuff the music is loud and fast and the rhythm section is just so tight and and people quick. get into it people too. get into it um but yeah ever since as a toddler i would just always stand behind the drum kit mm. um so being gifted an actual kit um especially with the story behind it just meant a lot to me as a 10 year old and um even though i had had some drumming experience before that that's when i was like yeah i'm a drummer did you start taking lessons or no just started teaching yourself how to because we know rhythm's not easy for the whites in sixth grade <laughs> I, in sixth grade and i had been drumming for since i was five so i don't know how i don't i forget how old you are in sixth grade but <laughs> i 12. tried out for the uh the band sixth grade band and i didn't make for it percussion yes because you did you know piano no is it was that part of it or no yeah i didn't grow up on any other instruments just just drums but i failed the test so i didn't get into it and so my music teacher shout out to mr ashby i'll always i'll never forget you um he was he alive i have no idea but my other favorite sorry teacher, for bringing it up my other favorite teacher is past okay well that was unnecessary but we can uh move on with mr ashby <laughs> Mr. Ashby, whose fate is still unknown, <laughs> yet to be TBD. sealed. <laughs> no, um, no, he uh, went up to he went to bat for me and was like, "I've actually heard her drum. She should be a part of the band." And so I got into the band despite me failing the tempo test. Oh, it was tempo <clears throat> test? Yes. Oh, yes. so you, you that? <laughs> I was assuming it was because you hadn't learned piano and those notes and things like that. Because that, no, that they, was also a requirement for our percussion. No, uh, they don't. They didn't class. have us do any piano things. Not that I. Because, remember. you know, like xylophone and marimba and stuff. Mm-hmm. We, yeah, I guess we did some of that stuff. I forget exactly what the test entailed. Well, you, so far you failed tempo. Yeah, but I, so far. Yeah, I failed tempo. I <laughs> <laughs> mean, so far. So it seems like you're a little bit behind on the beat right now, Haley. What's going oh. on? Snap. Snap. I, if I could, I'd make a better uh, crash reference. Mm. That is crash, right? 
Yeah. It is. Miles Teller. Anyways. <laughs> Janice in sixth grade? Yeah. Or was that... Um, Janice in Rosewood Elementary. Oh, you guys had an elementary part of sixth grade. This is different all over the yeah, country. Yeah, yeah. So it was K... It was kindergarten through sixth grade, and then middle school was seven and eighth grade, and then high school was ninth through senior year. See, for most of, I, I say most. I don't know at all. This is just how I grew up and knew it to be. Yeah, you don't know. I don't know. But uh, first through fifth grade in one building, and then sixth through eighth grade. And I think I saw this as truth just because both Zealand schools did it. Mm. And I think uh, like all the Holland area schools did it, so it's pretty much law at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys love law. Yep, we love the law. Throw those L's up. Anyways, uh, <laughs> I don't want. So <laughs> you've been for performing on stages. Beautiful. So, well, because I, I yes. I'm trying to decide how I want to approach this because I it's hard to interview someone you know a lot about already. So bear with me, please. I'm barren. Oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> Clip it. Um, you, you started performing around 10 or that's when you started drumming and actually trying to take it seriously. When were you first on stage? First on stage when I was about 10, yeah, um, at a real small little church in Jenison. Okay, that was, was that a Reformed church or a Pentecostal? That was apostolic. <clears throat> like apostles? Very, very similar to Pentecostal, very similar. Uh, okay, did it have the skirts and stuff? Yeah, but you could wear gauchos and lip gloss. <laughs> <laughs> and lip smackers. Uh, you could wear... Oh my God, lip smackers, yeah. Oh, I miss them. Um, not me personally. I didn't have lips. Anyways, um, was it hard? Did so were were you drumming in a skirt or gauchos? I was drumming in a skirt. Um, I feel like I don't know. I probably wore gauchos sometimes. <clears throat> and now again, just for the listeners back home, can you describe gauchos? Gauchos are stretchy pants that are very loose. They have two pant legs, but they're very loose pants. Uh, loose like they almost look like if you're if your legs jean material they're like legging material but they're very loose so when so, yeah. you're just sitting there it looks like a skirt right if, if you're standing with your legs together as well yeah it looks like yes. you're wearing a skirt or once dress. you spread those legs you can tell those are gauchos <laughs> and then those are and gauchos. then then some thighs right there those are mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. anyways <laughs> Yeah, I was drumming at 10 years old. <laughs> 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 drumming in a church at 10, uh, was that, well, you were raised on Christian music, too. Yeah. So, was that your main influence as well? I listened to secular music, too. I just couldn't listen to rap or scream. Out of your own preference? You're like, it just gives me anxiety. No, or, like, no, 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 no. <laughs> Out of my father's. <laughs> No, I just couldn't listen to like screamo or or rap, but um, yeah. What was the question? 
what what music influenced you as a kid? Because I know you were you started oh. drumming in a church, but yeah, was that so, the music that you were drawn to perform? No, no. At home, I listened to I was like a tooth and nail solid state records type of type of gal. So a lot of like Under Oath, Emery. Well, I guess that was Screamo. So you lied already at least once so far this episode, but we can continue. You can unearth more my dad didn't like flyleaf for some reason so maybe that's just why i'm thinking of screamo anyway yeah i listen to a lot of like rock um christian rock is what you're and secular rock okay we'll um, name one Foo fighters okay. and nirvana and um i don't know i listen to a lot of what like <laughs> <laughs> yeah big dave Grohl fan right here big dave Grohl fan um <laughs> when I'm thinking of secular rock, you put me on the spot. What you <laughs> now? My you now. offered it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because you know, I just keep saying, "Is Christian music what you were inspired by and what you wanted to perform?" And you go, "No, I listened to other stuff too. I won't name it, but I listened <laughs> I to won't other name stuff." It. Um, I what did I listen to? Well, now that I'm saying rock, I realize it wasn't so much. It was like a lot of Dave Grohl. A lot of Dave Grohl. I listen to like The Cure, Me Without You. I'm going all over the place. But this is um, as a kid, like when you're drumming. Yeah. Um, there was like some gospel I listened to, like Israel Houghton or Fred Hammond or Marvin Sapp. Um, and then for so yeah, a lot of Christian music. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Is that? <laughs> I don't know why you refuted me on this, but I'll start again. Is that, <laughs> is that what you were inspired by and what you wanted to perform when it came to drumming? Um, or was not or, Christian or, music specifically? Okay, I never want. I never found it attractive to put myself in like a box, in a literal box on stage when it comes to churches. Well, that sometimes is inevitable where you have to, yeah. but. <laughs> Yes, I never wanted to be like in the Christian music industry. I never wanted to do that. Mm -hmm. um, so when you pictured your, your dream of drumming, uh, church was just a, a stepping stone to start performing. Yeah, it was what was available, and it blessed me to to be a part of that too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Haley, you got to give me more. <laughs> um. No, I'm not saying on that specifically, <laughs> but just in general. Oh, okay. Yeah, more. How many podcasts have you done before? Two. With who? There was one on my way down to South by Southwest um, at DZ Records in Hickory, Illinois. <clears throat> and then I was on uh, Tom Wallman's podcast, I Wasting still Creativity. I still haven't done Tom Wallman's podcast. That's more of a group. Ah. It's my own doing, so I've been invited. Mm. <laughs> That's more of a group setting. Yeah, yeah. On Zoom or? Yep, Zoom. All right. Well, it's not Zoom, but it's a similar yeah format. <clears throat> Did you enjoy it? Yeah, look at you with the questions as an interviewer. That's yeah, I'm saying, I enjoyed it. I, I'm saying expound on your on your answers. You're just like, okay, yeah, yeah, I did that. I did, Tom. Yep, I did that <laughs> podcast. You want me to go in about what it was? No, uh, just talk about that. It was say how <laughs> it was a good. I've never done like an online podcast. 
So I was nervous about how the how the chemistry would go, and it was fine. It was a good time, and I would do it again, and I would recommend it to people to try it if you are a comedian or to listen to it if you're not. There you go. And again, it's called Wasted Creativity. Wasted Creativity. Unfold your arms. <laughs> Thank you. There's going to be some edits on this one. I can feel it. Love you, Jackie. You're putting in hard work. Anyways. Mm-hmm. So after... <laughs> <laughs> so after church, uh, your first gig at a church, what was your next uh, career move? Um, I had done... So I moved to Grand Rapids, like downtown when I was 18 or 19. So from 10 and Okay, from 10. <laughs> I'm just saying, you just made a huge gap. You said career move. I yeah, I'm talking moves. about... Okay, so I've done like some talent shows, um, a coffee shop, a few coffee shop gigs with my dad's friends. That sounds creepy. Enjoyable. <laughs> that... Made One it a little bit better. Is another man's comfort. Yeah, and I think that's what makes the the comfortable person the creep. Both are comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> or both are creeped out. <laughs> <laughs> what do you what kind of music were you playing with your dad's friends? We were <laughs> we were playing like um <clears throat> Heart of Gold. Or um, Fly in the Wall, Pink Floyd. Okay. Um, classical music. Some country. Some, you're playing classical music? Classical rock. <laughs> Classic. And some country. Classic rock. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just a. You realize those are two completely different things, right? People like some Led Zeppelin and then some. Heart of Gold and some... No, I'm, no, no, no. I'm saying classical music <laughs> and classic rock. <clears throat> yes. Yes. My bad. I misspoke. <laughs> and what did you choose to play at the talent show? How old were you? Mm, I was like 16. Um, the first talent show we did a Flyleaf cover. Were you, you were in a band then? Yeah. Just yeah, it was just a couple friends. I think we did a Flyleaf cover or some like <clears throat> girl rock band cover, and then because the lead singer had like leather pants and stuff, um, and then my second talent show, we did My Curse by Killswitch Engage. Okay. Mm-hmm. The same band or different, different. Cool. Did you <laughs> did you perform at all with? With these, <laughs> no, with these people just, was, outside of the talent shows? No, that we never figured out a name. We never, we just did the talent show, but we all jammed. We jammed together quite a bit. Um, yeah. They're both legal. Here we go. All right. So, Haley, yes, you started drumming at 10 years old. First gigs in the churches. Uh so <laughs> Doing gigs with your dad's friends, which sounds weird again, uh, but it wasn't church music. Mm-mm. So was that your first like foray into performing secular music? Was 
who your dad was comfortable with, with you performing <laughs> secular music yeah. with? I mean, they were still like church friends, but yeah, this is um, a coffee shop off of Chicago Drive in Hudsonville um, next to that family fair. It's not there anymore, and I'm forgetting the name of the coffee shop. The family fair is definitely still there. <clears throat> the family fair is there. The coffee shop is not. Family um, fairs are forever. Forever. Um, yeah, we performed there regularly. Oh, no. Nice. You had like a uh, residency? Somewhat, or were you there like yeah. monthly or? Monthly. Because you're doing covers, so no one's worried about you coming out with new music. Correct. Makes sense. Correct. So uh, <clears throat> later on. Did you graduate high school? Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Go Jenison uh, Pride. Yep, Jenison Pride. Go Wildcats. Go Wildcats, green and white. I had to do a couple weeks of summer school. Ooh. Nice. What year? Your senior year? Senior year, yep, to get my diploma. So, so they let you walk, <laughs> but they're like, you're going to have to come back. Correct. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, that's because, well, I blame it on. I was I was taken out of public school halfway through eighth grade. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was homeschooled through 10th grade. Does that have anything to do with the Pentecostal parents? No. Or? Okay. No. <clears throat> um, so they homeschooled me, and then I went back to high school junior year. Mm. And so there was just some things. Of course, so, junior year is when you take a lot of the tests, right. important tests. Just some things you were missing. Yep. So I hadn't back. taken geometry or algebra 2, for example. Um, math stuff. Yeah. Yep. Math's tough, especially when you got to teach it to your kids by yourself, too. Yeah, especially when they just give you the book and you teach it to yourself, too. <laughs> exactly. And they're like, uh, this is... <laughs> also, yeah, there's plenty of forms of uh, homeschooling your yeah. children. There's, like, free schooling. There's, um, yeah, there's homeschooling. Well, the cool thing about it was when I went back to high school, I didn't have to take gym class because my mom counted drumming as my gym. Nice. Nice. So that was your physical education. Those are your yeah. Those are your physical yeah. credits. That's yes. dope. So that also allowed you a lot of time to drum then. And, yeah, and was, hone in. Yeah, I was drumming for a few hours, four or five hours a day. Um, yeah, I really, I mean, and those were such like informative years of figuring out my own style and right, really becoming my own person as a drummer and my. Early teens, late teens, so just having that extra time to do what I want and mm -hmm. devote and find yourself dive, in the passion. Yep, dive into YouTube, drummersworld.com, <laughs> Drumeo, different things like that. Right, yep. right on. So from high school, <clears throat> uh, you moved out to Grand Rapids, uh, just straight from high school? Uh, yeah, straight from high school. So uh, I was 18. I probably lived at home for just a little bit after that, mm -hmm. um, and then I found I found a Craigslist ad and moved in. Always safe. <laughs> Always safe. Moved in with seven strangers, <laughs> and it turned out to be a really good thing because one worked at um, the intersection, another I still jam with seven years later. Uh, he's who I have a Enrique almost shouts to Enrique. Oh yeah, shouts out to Enrique. <laughs> They'll be playing tonight at. Turns out you guys have a name you go under. You pre you've performed under so, a name before. Correct. His band is Neon Birdhouse. <coughs> um, Excuse me. These Wednesday, these monthly Wednesday gigs mm -hmm. is called Slow Jams and Serenades. So we don't really have a band name for that. It's just us okay. two and, jamming out. Uh, you guys did the um, <coughs> little uh, 
Little Space Market. You performed there as well with Off the Grids. Off the yeah. Grid had a bunch of yep. vendors and stuff. There yep, was yep. food and stuff. You had a different name then, I think. I don't remember. I don't know. I, yeah, I don't remember. That was a fun spot, though. That was a cool little yeah. spot. Yeah, especially for you guys because they are yeah, – check them out whenever you, you see Haley post about it or Enrique. Uh, just real easy listening jazz mm-hmm. smooth jazz blue uh, jazz soul yeah soul, soul a little bit of funky a um, little bit of funk we've had our uh um our friend um jaman come in and do some freestyling over it we've had um our friends john and noah come in and do some like daniel caesar type Oh, yeah. Type music. Oh, um, yeah. Shout out to Noah, too. Noah Snyder. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Shouts out. Yep. So, yep. Yeah. <laughs> See them. Usually, See em if you can. Usually, it's just Enrique yeah. and I, but we like to have some friends come along. So, too. you do it once a month? Once a month. On Wednesdays at Turnstiles. Turnstiles. Yep. Hell, yeah. Is it, like, the second Wednesday <laughs> of the month, or? I don't think there's a pattern. I'll have to watch for it. I don't pay attention. <laughs> Not only will you watch for it, you watch for it yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, also, I forgot to mention this Saturday, I will be at. Since I plugged your monthly one, I got to plug back. Um, this Saturday, I'll be at Outlook Barbershop doing uh, comedy on the floor there. Mm-hmm. It's a great. Also, shout out to Outlook Barbershop and Ryan Martinez. Uh, very talented barber, hairdresser. Uh, I'm going to be having him on the podcast because he's also a great entrepreneur, business owner, small business owner. Support your small businesses. Um, And he's been so gracious to the comedians. Uh, The last show, they do a monthly showcase there uh, hosted by Abby Lemke. Uh, The last show, Ryan got up to try some comedy in the comfort of his own barbershop, which I think is cool. Um, But he's always supporting the comedy shows around town. He's a frequent uh, regular of the River City Saloon uh, Mm -hmm. Comedy Nights. Shout out to Comedy Night at River City Saloon. That is also happening every Wednesday. Um, And you have time to catch part of the show and see you guys perform, too. Yeah, we're on for a few hours, um, 8 to 11. So Yeah. Yep. So you can – and the shows at River City start at 9, so you can start – Start and end. Start and end with turnstiles and some easy listening. Yeah. Uh, funka, funkadelic. Uh, well. Well, all right. I was trying to. You're not catching me in a funkadelic group. I. Well, all right. So <laughs> we have covered a a bunch of different genres that you have played, and yeah, uh, you moved to Grand Rapids. You start jamming. Uh, you eventually start joining bands that you can actually name that that people in the band can agree on a name and you're like we should start performing right other than just talent shows yeah so i moved to grand rapids did you win any of those talent shows by the way yeah i won the um i have a terrible memory i for sure won the flyleafville one no i for sure won the um the kill kill switch engage one okay yeah wait it was a hudsonville that one was at Hudsonville because my buddies uh, went to Hudsonville school. Were you homeschooled at that time? Maybe. I think so. Yeah. It, I mean, yeah, that yeah. would make sense. I, I was. Mean, Jackie, did you ever bring in a kid from a different school to do your talent show? Oh, yeah, that's right. Shout out to Nicholas Richardson. 
who still has not come to a single one of my comedy shows in Lansing. Yikes. Thanks, Scooter. Um, but, uh, no, I'm kidding. I love you, Nick. Uh, <laughs> Richard Nixon. Um, Tricky Dick Nick. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, shout out to Nick Richardson. That is <clears throat> one of the first times I saw Jackie perform was at uh, a talent show. It wasn't the first. It was one of the first times. Shout out to the Overheaters. And Zealand East High School. Um, but yeah, no, that for me, that'd feel weird, but also freeing to perform for a school that I wasn't attached to. Like, oh, I don't have to. That takes the nerves out of it for me. Yeah, I suppose. Um, yeah. Because you're like, these aren't my peers. I don't give a shit what they think. Correct. Okay, yeah, that definitely does help. <laughs> um, and it's just, I love the, I love new environments and stuff mm -hmm. um and playing we were just talking about this too uh today or last night uh playing in front of different crowds mm -hmm. and just how those eyes are necessary mm -hmm. uh, those perspectives are necessary to just become a well-rounded way scarier performer. as a comedian playing to different crowds <laughs> oh yeah but, going into new places yeah. mm -hmm. so we'll get to the comedy in just a second uh first <clears throat> Your bands, your first bands. Um, and Stubborn Strays. Yep, that was my first band. Chris, Alex, and Blake. Yeah. Um, I think Chris and Alex have both been on the pod. <clears throat> um, <throat> what were you guys, what type of music were you playing then? Because you've basically run the gambit uh, between what you're playing now, which is like jazz, soul, uh, funky. Um and the church music that you're playing mm -hmm. and like the uh kill switch engage and all mm -hmm. so that's a pretty wide yeah. <laughs> widespread what were you playing when you finally got to make your own music stubborn strays was um folk punk um we did a lot of um yeah just folk punk music i suppose mm -hmm. um <clears throat> Before I had been in the band, how it was, could you? Sorry, how could you describe folk punk? Um, I would describe it as we had a banjo and, um, you know, acoustic guitar, and the mm -hmm. lyrics were, you know, kind of twangy, and the the sound was kind of twangy. Um, so it's almost like Mumford <clears throat> and Sons meets me Blink One Eighty Two. No, no, right. no, because it wasn't, it wasn't like, yeah, pop. Um, it was like, oh, I'm so terrible. I'm so terrible at, at <laughs> references, at references and comparing <laughs> stuff. But it was just, yeah, we just added a fast, hard, you know, rock twist to, um, some some rock, some rock. Oh, so like the Lumineers. Sort of, yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just, Jeff Rosenstock, do you know yeah, Jeff Rosenstock? Yeah. That was sort of our thing. I was just um, trying. To, I was trying to think of a, another <clears throat> band with a banjo. Yeah, personally. yeah, no, 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 no. It was more like Jeff Rosenstock. Um, mm. Yeah. And so your first band. I'm so bad at references. <laughs> it was You're... way more than that. <laughs> there, there's definitely other punk bands that we were inspired by. Yeah, yeah. Um, so your first band, it, you're like, what, 20 or 18, 19? 19, 20. Um, I guess you could say like modern baseball. I'm going <laughs> like, to keep referencing as I think of it. Searching for more references. Uh, yeah, yeah. 
And you guys are playing mostly like Grand Rapids local shows. Yeah, um, we played uh, just bars around here. So like Tip Top. Yep, Tip Top Pyramid Scheme. Um, there was a place called the Warehouse that we played at. Our our buddy Colin owns that. Mm-hmm. Um, real cool spot. That was like our home. Was it an actual warehouse? Correct. Yeah. Okay. There's a garage and an upstairs that had like a half ramp, and one of the rooms was just upstairs. a half ramp. The basement was all, you know, covered in art and graffiti and stuff. So it was just a really cool atmosphere. An artist's paradise. Yeah. Lots of would. lots of house shows, lots of basement shows. Um, Which very common parties. in the punk scene. Yeah. Yep. Did you? I know Kalamazoo also has a pretty heavy punk scene as well. Yeah, we played Papa Pete's there, the um, the Mill House, a um, couple house shows there as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and was performing your own. Well, these are in your right. Never mind. Performing your own music. That basically is what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. Performing your own original music. Uh, although you're a member of a group, mm-hmm. but performing your own original music. Was that a different feeling when it comes to fulfillment? Uh, For sure. For sure. It felt more, it felt real um, Mm. rather than being, you know, background noise in a coffee shop, which growing up in the church and having those experiences of being in a structured um, group with more of a production performance side of things and a professional side of things. Um, and not only professional, but also spiritual. Spiritual. Um, yeah, you just get, yeah, there's all sorts of, there's all sorts of benefits with growing up in the church and having the opportunity of playing music. Um, and not to mention, like, learning, you know, how to play with the click track in ears, also controlling right. the tracks. So there's just things, you know, stage performance, <clears throat> how to carry yourself, um, things like that, that I was taught at a very young age um which also i feel like came in handy with comedy feeling comfortable on stage oh yeah and the the biggest thing i think when it comes to breaking down that like wall or barrier of stage fright or just you know being anxious with people looking at you Mm -hmm. is exposure Exposure. it's just a habit a lot (laughs) whether you like it or not or whatever context yeah it makes thankful. you feel safe. Kind yeah, of. very thankful for that. Oh, yeah. And then, um, so Stubborn Strays, 19. Uh, how long did you guys play for? Uh, they were a band before I came along. And then you just joined in. You hopped on in. And I joined in. Uh, my That's a funny story how I even met all those guys. Um, <clears throat> my I had a couple hand drums that were stolen from an ex. Mm-hmm. And they lived with... My ex's new girl, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. Long story short, those drums ended up at their house. Right. <clears throat> so I get a hold of the people at the house, and I'm like, hey, I want no drama, but one of those drums I built with my dad. Mm-hmm. The other one, I just, that's mine. Right. Um, <clears throat> I don't want anything. <laughs> the context doesn't matter, but those are my drums. <laughs> those are my, that's my property. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to come by. I don't want any, don't want any drama. I just. <laughs> I don't want any fruff, all don't right? Don't want any smoke. Just want my drums. Um. So, yeah, I picked them up, and then Alex Yeomans was the first one that I talked to. He um, 
I don't know if he asked me to play it or if we just started getting <laughs> goes, to talking. Oh, oh, yeah, these are yours. <laughs> Prove it. Oh, yeah, I do a little play, tap. Play a little something. Play a little something. Kick it. <laughs> um, he tur- just DJ he, in the back. He turned, in, <laughs> he turned into Bernie Mac for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> Kick it. Anyways. Um, so you and Alex start vibing. Yep, we start vibing. He's like, I actually have a band. And so we start listening to the band. And... Um, then it, yeah, the rest is history. I just I from right. then on I just started hanging out with these guys like right. every day. They were, they're my brothers. They're, um, and they're still really cool. Yeah, we're still close. <laughs> the three, two out of, two out of four have sur- or three out of four have survived. Yes. yes. So Blake, Chris, and Alex and I, or I'm sorry, Chris, Alex and I. What even? It doesn't even. Anyways, matter. Um, <laughs> it doesn't even matter. So from Stubborn Strays, how long were you in that band? I was in that band for two years, two and a half years. All right. So you're like 22, 23, 22. I'm about 22 at this point. Um, And then I joined Things Fizzle Out with Stubborn Strays. Um, We did a lot of touring, did a lot of shows. Um, But then I joined Elroy Meltzer. That's with Steven. Yeah. Also been on the podcast. Uh, shout out Steven. Um, I was gonna, I was trying to think of his, uh, his handle. Is it? It's just Steven Meltzer. Or is, is it a Breakfast Panda Bad breakfast, Boy? Breakfast, breakfast. Breakfast Bad Boy. There's a panda in there. There's I think. a panda and something about breakfast or brekkie. Anyways, yeah. look up Steven Meltzer and also Elroy Meltzer is making a comeback. Is yes, so glad you brought it up. Yeah. Um, yep, yep, yep. So you start playing with Steve and. Um, it's just Steve and I. Oh, it was just Steve and you? Just Steve and I, yep. Um, so we we played quite a few gigs, um, some festivals, some just like local festivals. We did some touring um, just in the tri-state area. Um, what's, our, what's our tri-state area? Ohio, Illinois, Indiana. That's four. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I was <laughs> I thought you were going to go, like, Indiana, Illinois, Michigan. But once you had it in Yes, Ohio. yes, yes. I forgot we did some Cleveland or Cincinnati shows. Oh, okay. I got you. I got you. I wasn't trying to grill you. No, that's okay. I don't feel grilled. <laughs> All right, good. <laughs> so, and that's a bigger touring than, than you were doing with Stubborn Strays? No, it was about the same. This is, you know, bars and... Mm-hmm. Um, were you traveling more places, I guess? We were traveling probably the same because okay. it was pro- it was like four or five years straight. Uh, like, yeah, it was like four or five years straight of just, you know, gigs three times, three to five times a week. Nice. Whether they be basement shows or, um, you know, just bar shows. But making money a little, <laughs> a little, making a little bit of money on the road. Enough to get to the next city. Exactly. That's all that matters, especially in your early 20s, trying yeah. to just trying to do whatever that passion is. Yep. Uh, you're like, as long as I can make enough money to sustain this passion, that's mm-hmm. all that matters. To maybe make some merch and, right. and whatnot. And then we'll, we, then we'll try to make a profit on merch. That's, yes. that's the other, that's the next step in that goal, which I'm still working on. But, um, okay, from Elroy Meltzer, we then join abner or yeah and then i joined and then i 
what, what was what uh what was what were you and steve playing steve and i is like singer songwriter americana um type music okay um yep and then abner i joined he uh abner was somebody from a band called shoebox which was a like a midwest punk band mm -hmm. and then somebody else from my first band stubborn strays so us three got together and we were more of a <clears throat> like pop punk midwest punk mm -hmm. type of group um yeah it was with them for about a year we did a couple we did a show at the pyramid scheme and some other bars yeah and fulton street pub yep. that, that's uh, that's <laughs> when i met you is when you were in abner mm -hmm. um and then in abner for a year mm -hmm. uh played a few festivals you played or a few festivals played um oh we did the east town street fair yeah yeah but Don't when remember. did you <laughs> when did you ever go to south by southwest that was with so i was playing a show with elroy Mouncer, the basement show mm -hmm. um the <clears throat> the sound tech that night was um marley ferguson of fade now goes by mars fade and she was in oh, put, or her, she, put herself up front now yeah she does <laughs> a uh she's more like dance pop music okay and she like sia no um doesn't matter we can keep going like though. men i trust or i don't know lana it's, del rey no sure yeah she's more dancey um anyway willow <clears throat> no all right nope uh she uh, was playing the jammies and she was also going down to south by southwest kasha no all right no <laughs> So she was playing the Jammies, which is uh, WYCE. What is WYCE? It's a local radio station. Mm -hmm. um, they play local music and jazz. And, <laughs> and some cool music. No, they're they play great. local music and also some jazz. They're a great. They're a great station. Um, <clears throat> no, I got to. Yeah, so I got to do it. Jammies is like a yearly uh, award. Show. yeah like a, a local local music award so show the top the top nice what is that uh i guess what is what is their local scene so so like where are they what's the pool that they're pulling from a lot of um singer songwriter americana rock regionally i mean because like you said they're they promote local Mm -hmm. stuff oh so, you mean like, so like where do they pull yeah from? like where, where are these bands from okay yeah, i think all of michigan maybe west michigan yeah I, that's yeah i guess that's what what do you know what wyce stands for <laughs> or is it or is it just one of those radio things where that like ws and x no one i don't know i don't know if it stands for anything <sighs> anyways so you played the jammies. did phone. she play the jammies or you played the jammies you she have was, played the jammies. Though. She was playing jammies and needed a drummer and asked okay. me to drum for her at the jammies. And also, she was playing South by Southwest in 2019 and needed me and wanted me as a drummer then too. So we did. I toured with her down to South by Southwest and back up. So we hit a few gigs on the way down and up. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. And then South by Southwest was that a good experience? That yeah. was awesome. In Austin, seeing yeah. a lot of different bands too, I'm sure. Yeah. And just artists in general. Yeah, that was a that was a cool experience. I didn't get my Jansport backpack that they give to the artists, <laughs> but um that was like my first like real taste of um 
what I my dream, I mm-hmm. suppose. Just having promoters, you know, give them, I don't know, just the... Like, was it the, the touring little... aspect or was it the uh, the networking and stuff like that? It was the networking mm-hmm. because I had toured and whatnot and done similar um, venues that um, Fade and I did. Mm-hmm. But as for like South by Southwest, the context of it just added a whole nother level. And, you know, hey, like having to show face. Right. And just the social aspect of like it brings oh, out that professionalism too yeah again. she's on the same i'm meeting the record label that modest mouse started out on right. because she's on this record label so like just that feeling of like i'm meeting with people like yeah real being brought around success basically being brought around yeah yeah or people with of people of prominence yes yeah. um so abner was the last like band band you were in Correct. Except for now, kind of. Ooh, yeah. So what is Pincer? Pincer is um, Chris Kobol's and my my project. Mm-hmm. Um, just I've written music for a long time and I haven't put any of it out and I know that I would hate myself if I did not. Mm-hmm. So because you've been primarily, if not wholly, behind. The kid, mm-hmm. the whole time. Yeah, I, I mean, with career. Stubborn Strays, I helped write some songs. I've definitely, um, you know, there's one song called Vines. That's my original that Stubborn Strays did. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just want something to, to put out my own music. Mm-hmm. With really your stamp on it. With my stamp on it. Um, yeah, so I, Chris and I started Pincer uh, last year. And I just put two singles out, The Former and Swim. Available on Spotify or Apple or no? Spotify, Apple, YouTube, all all that. All yep. that. <clears throat> and so not only in your music in your musical career or musical life did you try to step out more into the spotlight like you brought up earlier and like we talked about uh, at the beginning of the show with our last set you also started comedy mm-hmm. uh so not only getting out from behind the kit but grabbing the mic as well mm-hmm. and dropping the music part mm-hmm. <laughs> which some people see as a safety net yeah, yeah. <laughs> when, it, when it comes to performing definitely because it's it's an extension of yourself i'm hiding behind you know shells and symbols and right it's not my voice it's not my actual thoughts it's just my thoughts translated onto right. something else but yeah comedy is a different different beast right when you started comedy about a year ago uh and now not only like does true original thought come out like not to say that that's not what obviously music writing mm-hmm. is, but it's true original <laughs> thought with no beat <laughs> mm-hmm. or with with no backing, mm-hmm. but also not knowing if people are going to agree or like it. W- because with music, you you wait until the end of the song for people to clap. That's a good three minutes for you to be like, mm-hmm. they might really be digging it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's a that's three minutes to of, fool yourself of who of who knows, man. No, by the end of the song, I think they were really liking it. Yeah. With jokes, it's like five seconds of like you can tell when they're not into it. And <laughs> exactly. you're like, I have to finish. Yeah, the or longest least... you'll get is like five seconds of questioning. Are they with me? <laughs> at least with music, you can you can enjoy yourself with your other bandmates when you know that 
there's not a crowd at all or they're not into right i played pizza joints and then you have a punk band of three greasy skids coming in it's like nobody wants to listen to this. <laughs> nobody wants this, us here this 12 top of you know elderly people celebrating this guy's right. 70th birthday does not want to hear us sing about smashing beer cans on her face in this pizza shop but we're gonna have fun doing it yeah are you saying that's that's that. basically the yeah. <laughs> so um with it, with stand-up comedy yeah it's much more alone mm-hmm. um so you're you are on your own up there but also you still have the <laughs> comedy puts you through i won't say a warlike experience because i've never been to war but it, it it's 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 it provides trauma bonding uh when you go up in just awful rooms um which i would imagine like touring or doing music shows and also like dead bars also provides a little bit of a trauma bond. But when you have like a group of comedians that all came from around the state <laughs> to come to this one bar with three people it's in it. It's not good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's uh, you, you share that bond. That is an after the fact, even before the, like you share that bond you with share, the comedians. Yeah. Um, so that does help for sure. But if you're a new face and oh yeah they don't know the other comedians and they don't know your act sometimes mm-hmm. it's like, but also so yeah and that's that's for like open mics more yeah. is that what you're saying uh for like not necessarily paid shows or or just like really like desolate open mics where like n- I, this is a brand new mic and just did one sunday that was brand new there were three audience members exactly and everyone on that lineup was like yeah, we'll be we'll be remembering this for at least a week, yeah. and uh, and all the people who were here with yeah. us, yeah. Uh, everyone who experienced tell it with friends. us. <laughs> so, so you started comedy last January, was it? January two. January second of twenty twenty two, and what <laughs> inspired you to, uh, I guess, make that move into comedy? And not not like a a move, I guess, but just also another step. Yeah, yeah. Well, I whatever. Um, I just been around the scene for a few years because you know, mm-hmm. thanks to you. <laughs> and then, damn it, it is my fault. <laughs> I, I just found it something else to conquer. Uh, no. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> for those who don't know, Haley and I dated, and she thinks she won the relationship. I think. Absolutely. <laughs> this is my podcast. <laughs> Also, come back next week where Haley will be hosting. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess I'm out of job. Um, no, just being around you and becoming like genuine friends with some of the comedians. Shout out to Joe and Devron. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and then friends of the pod. Friends of the pod. <laughs> uh, just being around because I went to a lot of gigs. I was like, yeah, that girlfriend sort of thing. But I was mm. going to a lot of gigs, and because I, I don't know, I've always loved stand up. Right. Um, we always it, enjoyed it. And early on, you were enjoying <clears throat> probably Brian Regan. Uh, just coming from your Christian background, this is why I'm judging. Because you were. I don't know who that is. You don't know Brian Regan? I know who Tim Hawkins is. All right, Tim Hawkins. So it's specifically Christian co- comedy then? No, I listen to like Robin Williams, Louis C.K. I mean, I am I my mean, own person. I mean, as. But I'm saying. W- in the home as a kid yeah when it came to because that okay, your music so yeah in the home as a kid it was a lot of youtube shorts it was a lot of mm-hmm. our families just your family still does that too. we watch youtube just 
it's a like it's kind of like what Jackie and I do here too, which is just uh, Vine compilations yes. or like if failed there was, TV if stuff. If there was Vine in two thousand five and six, gr- you know, growing up as a young tight guy, would, we would be watching that as a family too. But um, yeah, and then I lived with a comedian, and uh, they com- convinced me, and like I don't know, I've just been around comedians for a while right. and started writing some bits. <laughs> so I just finally, some bits. I just finally felt comfortable to try it. Oh yeah, uh, and then it did that have anything also to do with, um, like I know you were also making music as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, not really publishing a ton but you were ha- you were having you were starting like the pincer projects mm-hmm. like long before they ever you know yeah whatever um do you do you think it, that is at all connected like you stepping out from behind the kit a bit um and you starting stand up so like a different craft as well where it is much more a spotlight mm. do you think those are at all connected I'm not sure. I've been, I think I've been trying to figure that out. Like, I don't know. I know what I want within music and I know like the purpose within my passion of music. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure how comedy fits into that. Right. I don't know my, well, I mean, my goal with comedy is just to see how far I can take it. Mm-hmm. Music is my first love. Right. I see comedy as, you know, a skill set that could be learned if there's, um, you know, speaking or things like that yeah, in my future other types of industry stuff or, yeah or uh even religious stuff mm-hmm. um because you're still playing music not just with chris and with pincer uh and but enrique, yeah. yeah and enrique and whatever name you choose to go by mm-hmm. um what soul what is it sultry it's uh S- slow jams and serenades. Why serenades did... and slow jams. Well, add sultry in that. Cause... Sensual sultry serenades <laughs> and slow jams. Um, but you're also playing. Uh, you've been playing more gospel music or hip hop. Well, yeah, I'll let you explain it. I guess. <laughs> yeah, I play for. Um, yeah, so I played for church ever since ten years old, and then mm-hmm. moving to Grand Rapids, stopped um, going to church and whatnot. Stopped playing for churches. And then just within the past couple years, I started playing again. So now mm-hmm. I play at um, two churches downtown. One is more of a gospel, contemporary feel. And then the other is, yeah, hip-hop, R&B. Mm-hmm. Are they both black churches? Sorry. Um, it's very, yeah, both are um, really diverse. Yeah. There's, uh, well, the one church is a uh, City Life. She's... Uh, female pastor, nice. female white pastor. Um, that's right uh, by Heartside. So there's a lot of um, homeless homeless folk from Mel Trotter and whatnot that we get unhoused. to sorry unhoused. Yes, that we get to I get to chat with and drink mm. coffee with and minister to, just talk with. Yeah, yeah. I'd never want to f- make anybody feel like a project, like I'm ministering. No, you know? but there's minist- there's ministry in fellowship. 100%. Yeah. And it blesses me, too. So it's like a ministry for both right. of us. I don't know. Just being in relations with people in general bless both parties. But mm-hmm. um, so in that aspect, that's a really that's a unique church that I think a lot of Western, you know, Genesis, you know, the bubbles, communities, they don't, yeah. you know. 
the, see the, that. This, the Christian reformed <laughs> bubble that we live in, mm-hmm. um, or that we grew up in, rather. Yeah. Because it, it dissipates a bit when you get to Grand Rapids because, excuse me, I drink more Red Bull, <laughs> uh, just because there is more diversity in that bigger Correct. metro area as well. Yeah. Um, so City Life and uh, Edge, um, which is both different churches definitely than you grew up in or the ed they're both similar to the churches that really? i grew up in um i grew up in a mostly it was hispanic white uh, uh congregation down mm-hmm. off of uh old chicago drive in yeah. granville um it gets out there <clears throat> yeah down by potter's house yeah mm. um so I yeah that's what I grew up in. Okay. So going from that to the bubble of Jenison and Hudsonville and being within that church mm-hmm. culture for a long time where it's And you were also playing music at those churches as yes, well. Yeah. yeah. And then finally coming back to churches where it's there's more freedom, there's more diversity. That is true. It's a lot more lively. It's loud. It's yeah. <clears throat> um not cookie cutter, you know. Right. So yeah, that's it feels refreshing. Good. To be around real people, you know. Real people and especially as an adult who like myself, I've had many many different views and it, because of my experiences, I've had many different different views of the church mm-hmm. in general and just like the concept of the church. Um so as an adult to find a comfort still in the diversity because those those churches aren't the same mm-hmm. but you you found comfort it, between the two as well yeah and it just is yeah comfort between the two and the the familiarity of the two from mm-hmm. my childhood right yeah definitely connect it connects and <clears throat> helps rather than it connecting to like a bad part of correct like your I don't want your spiritual uh, life yes. or spiritual past. Yeah. Um, do you want to talk about that or no? We can't. Yeah. We don't have to. Let's talk more about comedy. Whatever questions you've got, <laughs> answer. Uh, well, I know you were part of a not a, a mega church, but it was a it was a larger church. I, I wouldn't say it was a mega church. Um, but it did get some notoriety. <laughs> it did get some notoriety. Ooh. <laughs> Spicy. Shout out to Gary Peterson. Uh, Gary Peterson. Um, I want to be careful. Yeah, I know. I was I just going to say. You know what? Let's just drop it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there is a church split. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. There, yeah, there was uh, just, um, what's it called? Sewing. Um, not contempt. Um, Divisiveness? Divert. Sure. Dividing? Divisiveness? Sowing division? Sowing division? There we go. There was yeah. some division sowed uh, for speaking biblically. Mm-hmm. And um, also, I think Jenison's been pretty much covered as of recent as just a pretty race, racially insensitive, at the very least, place when it comes to their high school. Sheltered. Yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah. No, that definitely makes sense. The Jenison High School made the news uh, a couple weeks ago. Or, a month or so ago, maybe. Oh yeah, with the basketball, basketball game. game in their student section, uh, doing monkey stuff, and you know, when you don't have many black pay- players on your team, 
I understand getting upset when it comes to any sport, but especially basketball. Mm -hmm. It's upsetting when you don't have any blacks, but ship them in or something. No. Um, <laughs> so calling Kentwood right now. <laughs> we're calling East Kentwood for more blacks, please. Uh, we're proposing a trade. We'll send you our three Asian foreign exchange students. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know why they were old. I, I go to high schools all the time now, too, and it's just like the foreign exchange students never seem comfortable here. I don't think we have to do this to them. I don't know if I blame them. They did it to them. They sign up for that, don't I, they? I know. Probably. Or what if they just got elected? They never had a choice. Yeah, I don't think they're over here against their will <laughs> that yes yeah, much much less uh living with the host family going on vacation yeah you know? that's much less an exchange than uh more of a trafficking i think if they were jeez all right we'll move forward so now it's a consensual traffic consensual barely what i'm i'm proposing that it wasn't is that not the vacationing part. I'm talking about the uh, if they got sent here to America mm. against their will. Maybe some of them did as punishment. Like detention, like extended like detention. You, you're you're just getting into trouble here, so you're going to America. To. To not get in trouble. Anyways. I don't know. <laughs> I like to see America as punishment for Germans. Sure is. Shout for out most people. Shout out to Theo, Tio. Uh, Gettysburg. I don't know if I said it right. <laughs> I was just gonna say that again. Say it again. Uh, right now you're doing comedy. Uh, we talked about some of your comedy dates coming out. How are you juggling well the music and comedy? Because with the singles coming out, do you plan on trying to perform with Pincer? Absolutely. Yep, that's a goal of mine to do that by fall. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> um. The tough thing, believe it or not, about writing your own music and being like the the front person of your band mm -hmm. is just that I now I have to organize my music in such a way that I can present it to other people right. to play it how I would like them to. And then also directing oh, them dude. in like their own freedom and, and whatnot. Just play covers. Go you back can, to my can, Pink Floyd days. You can fill out a set. You're like, I'm going to sprinkle a couple originals in. It's literally just the two. Ooh. And then and then you play the rest or just covers. At, present them as covers or as my own? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> nice. Yes. Um, no, that's awesome. Uh, so I understand that's a new, definitely a new role to juggle because mm -hmm. also you're in charge of the music production when it comes to, like, um, making the music making, making the songs it, and then making the set list how do i want to do transitions and then booking stuff right and scheduling stuff but that helps you a lot uh <clears throat> when it comes to comedy as well if you choose to pursue that uh in the same way mm -hmm. because as a comedian it's you're completely self-reliant you're fighting for yourself yeah. yeah and so i feel i feel comfortable emailing bookers i know the etiquette i know right you know it's okay if you're told no or you're not answered it's not something to be yeah upset over or like offended over you just keep trying so i know it's nothing personal it's not like people are busy <clears throat> people are like new comedians or like new musicians are like i've been trying to get into that venue and they get you know that just is kind of the name of the game right um 
I kind of the hustle is sort of attractive to me now because I went down, cut my hours at work. So now I'm having to, you know, I'm relying more on on paid gigs. Right. And whatnot. But which is it can be motivating. It is motivating. Because I I did it for a bit as well. Yeah. I find it's easier to um, be productive when your bills rely on it. (laughs) (laughs) You got to get out there. You have to. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I think it, it goes, I think you, you find more from it as well. I think it's more fulfilling too, mm-hmm. uh, when you do mm-hmm. real like the, there was a month that I like paid all my bills basically just with comedy and it's like, I did that. I was able you're like, to this is that. all I've been wanting to do ever. was just be mm-hmm. self-sustainable doing what I love. Yeah. And if my passion can sustain me one month. I'll do it again at some point, mm-hmm. but like, it, it it just motivates you to be like, this can be possible, yep. you know. Um, so yeah, do you have any goals for your future uh, besides, I guess maybe that? But do you have any goals for your future in either music or comedy? Uh, I guess we'll go short term goals. What are you hoping to do besides perform live with Pincer? Mm-hmm. What are you hoping to do uh, by the end of this year? moving into next year by the end of this year man yeah i want to i want to do um a a couple shows with pincer i want to perform as pincer for sure Mm. um more i think honestly more importantly i want to just feel more um so i feel like the my passion within the purpose within Mm -hmm. my passion of music and drumming has i've think like the past year or so has been um like younger girls middle school high school age girls they are your purpose not your passion correct all right correct just want to make sure the passion is music um (laughs) well no i have a passion for girls 100 percent um so i want to there's just been you know some opportunities handed to me at different camps and conferences that i've played at um where girls for um example this um this high schooler basketball student i said mm-hmm. that weird um she saw me drum at this uh one camp that she was at this sports camp that she was at mm-hmm. and she just felt like i she just told me that i inspired her and whatnot and she's always wanted to do you know wnba and um so i've had a couple experiences like that having female drum students Mm-hmm. that are 10, 12 years old, um, and just seeing they're doing something against the grain. Right. Um, because there's not a, a, <clears throat> um, a plethora or an overabundance of female sure. drummers. Is yeah. that what you're saying? Yeah. By going against the grain? Or? Right. Um, it's not, I mean, obviously with like social media, there's a ton of them out there. It's so cool to see. But um, yeah, from day to day, you don't normally see like a girl right. drummer or... You know, just the, or you just don't see a lot of girls with confidence, and that's really what I want mm-hmm. within music. So and that's I've, what you're trying to affect. I yeah, change you're trying to. Affect. So this year, I just want more. I don't have a specific goal. I just, I've gotten that direction mm-hmm. of this like girls, right. and so this year I want to see more of that unfold. I suppose yeah. affecting more change. Yep. And yeah, seeing what you can do within uh, that purpose. Yep. So that sports camp that that um. Uh, that basketball player was mm-hmm. at. I'll be doing that camp again, and then nice. there's another conference that I. Are those in the summer? Yep, summer. Yeah. Nice. Yep. So definitely music will be picking up in the summer. 
Beautiful. Thank you so much for coming by. Thanks for having me. Too much Red Bull, dude. I keep burping. Uh, Again, you can follow Haley on uh, Instagram at Haley Potter. Haley, H-A-L-E-I-G-H. You are on Twitter. Yes. Would you like to be followed on Twitter? Yeah. That that is Lava Lamps, the letter R, hot. Lava Lamps are hot. Uh, Very funny tweets, I believe. Thank you. A good follow. It's worth the follow. Um, you can also follow me on Instagram and Twitter. I didn't even say any of my handles up Ooh. top. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at the underscore Hunter Miles and on TikTok and Facebook, Hunter Miles Comedy. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you have and watching, if you are, uh, make sure you follow the podcast on Instagram at Where Is This Going Pod, at Twitter, Where Is This GoPo, Where Is This Going Podcast on Facebook. And I'm going to be trying to keep up with the posting on there. I'm sorry about it. Um, Thank you, guys. See you.